Hi, welcome back to Sober Single Mom and Podcast with Tony J. Uh, first of all, I would love to thank everyone for um, all of the support. It has been amazing. Um, you know, so many people have been able to kind of resonate with my story, um, relate, I guess, relate to my story and it just already makes me feel less alone. So, um, yeah, I'll just start off with thank you for that. So today's topic is a tough one. Um, I'm going to try not to say, um, too many times. (laughs) Today's topic is a tough one. Today's topic is forgiveness. And I want to start by reading a little bit from this book that a friend had recommended about a year ago. I had picked up this book initially when I had moved back in June. I picked up this book and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I was not ready. So um, the book is called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And it is by Lisa Turkhurst. So I'm just going to read you a little bit of the preface and we will go from there. It's a line in time, one that's so sharply drawn across your reality. It not only divides your life, it splits open your memory bank and defiles it. Pictures of the past are some of our most priceless treasures until they become painful reminders of what no longer is. And when your phone randomly sends those memory movies of what happened on this same day four years ago, It stops you from breathing. Life before, life now. Is it even possible to move on from something like this? Is it even possible to create a life that's beautiful again? Some part of what you loved about your life exploded in that moment. It marked you with this unwanted reference point of before and after. Grief is devastating no matter how it comes, but when there's a person or people whose choices struck the match igniting the grief... (laughs) It's only natural to clench your jaw when you think of what happened. And maybe it seems like you think of what happened all the time. Or at least so much of the time you wonder if you'll ever, ever stop having that deep, aching, off-kilter feeling. That throbbing heartbreak bubbling with an equal mix of anxiety, unanswered questions, and suspicion that no one really knows in the world. People are all around you at work, in the coffee shop, at your kid's school, and even at church, just trying to live their lives, completely unaware that at any moment there could be a triggered memory so painful you'll feel as though the world has no more oxygen to breathe. But you are the only one affected. You're gasping, sweating, and being asked to please get on with it or get out of everyone's way. All you can do is stare at the pictures that just popped up, taken just before everything changed, desperate to go back to that moment and warn your former self to redirect, change course, avoid, escape, turn, and maybe, maybe this wouldn't have ever happened. So I got through (laughs) this preface. That's, That's not the entire thing. I got through this preface of this book and I knew that I wasn't ready for what this book had to offer. And I was feeling so much pain and grief and I thought that my world was just going to continue to stay crumbled. 
I was angry, I was sick, I was tired, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't think straight. Um, every, every time I thought something was getting better, you know, I would drive past the place that reminded me of the way it was before, or, you know, like the book said, a memory would pop up on my phone. And I also had the biggest reminder ever growing in my stomach. So the thought of forgiveness was so far from my mind. Like it, they say forgiveness is, forgiveness is a choice. Um, and at that time I was not ready to choose to let it go. I was not ready to move on with my life. Everything um, happened so quickly and in a really disgusting matter, to be honest. Um, And all that anger and everything that I felt kept me locked in this space of this is just how it's always going to be. I'm always going to be angry. I'm always going to be sad. I'm always going to be lonely. I'm always going to be hurt. How am I supposed to raise this baby, co-parent with this person, and have to deal with them the rest of my life? You know, that's that's that was one of the biggest things, you know, when when people would bring up like, you know, it's going to get better. The pain is going to fade away. It's, you know, it's eventually it's going to be like it never happened. Well, it's very different in this situation. There, there is a baby involved, a baby that I haven't even met yet. So at that point in my life, it was off the table. (laughs) There was, there was no way, you know, I would sit up at night and think like I, I'm going to live the rest of my life angry and save me Um, no one's going to understand what I'm going through no one is going to no one is going to be able to help this so it took me it took me a few months like obviously when I got back I jumped into hustle mode I I wasn't sleeping I wasn't eating I was you know, filling out forms, you know, getting a hold of the government, like, what what can you help me with? Like, I don't have anything. I moved up here, you know, without a dime to my name. Like, thankfully, I did have people, you know, feel sorry for my situation. Like, it should never be that way, but people felt sorry for my situation. So thankful for them. They helped me, but I had to start from scratch, and I had to do it all angry, tired, and pregnant. <laughs> so those first few months... Like I said before, we're a blur and I was angry every single day. Every doctor's appointment, um, every time, you know, like a milestone came off my pregnancy, like I was just so mad. Like, why, why do I have to do this alone? Why did this happen to me? Okay. So at that point, you know, forgiveness feels like a dirty word. Forgiveness feels like a dirty word 
When the pain is so deep, it consumes us. Like a drink or a drug, it will control us. We'll define our life by what they did. It will project out onto others, those being the least that deserve it. So, from that, what I get from that is, you know, forgiveness felt like something that could never, could never happen for me. But as time went on, as, you know, things got easier, things, honestly, they didn't get easier until Dakota came. When Dakota came, my eyes opened up and, you know, Porter was here the whole time, but Porter was going through it too. So there was anger in that as well. But when Dakota came, I thought, I need to be strong for her. And I need to be able to show up for her, show up for Porter. And I can't do that if I am holding all of this hate in my heart. You know, if anybody does know me, they know that I am not a hateful person. Um, If anything, I'm a people pleaser. So it's really, really hard for me to have, you know, people not like me. So I didn't want to continue putting out this hateful vibe that, you know, I'm never going to be able to enjoy anything. Like, this isn't even fun for me. Like, I was just so numb and I let it consume me. So, like, if you think about, you know, addictions and you just hold, you hold on to that feeling and that's what I was holding on to. I was holding on to the anger and the hatred and... Once I started getting into a routine and, you know, I, I, I had 10 weeks off after I had Dakota and a lot of time alone, so much time alone. I had, I did have people come out and help me. Um, you know, Dakota's grandparents came from Colorado. They came out to help me for almost a week and that was wonderful. My mom and my sisters were here for me. My sister was there for me for the birth. Um, it was I had a lot of people surrounding me, but I was on like this autopilot of, I'm mad, (laughs) mad. It's never going to get better. So it honestly, it took, it took a lot of time. Uh, So what I started with was looking inside myself, looking, looking for something I could do for myself that was going to help, help that pain. Um, so, you know, we, we got a good routine going and I started to slowly do things to take care of myself, to keep me out of like that dark headspace that I felt like I was stuck in. So that meant, you know, getting up, getting ready, putting makeup on, uh, fixing my hair, calling a friend, called so many friends. <laughs> if, it, if it was back in the day where you uh, still had minutes on your phone, girl, I would have, I would have no minutes. Um, so I, I worked on that and they were still angry, angry thoughts. So as, as time continued on, um, you know, Dakota's dad is, is in her life. He is. So that was never, that was never a part of like my plan. Like I said a lot of hateful things 
when I was angry and upset and but I wanted Dakota to have her dad so um her dad is a part of her life is a part of our lives currently so kind of backtracking a little bit but like I want you guys to know that like this isn't like a bashing (laughs) a bashing podcast this is um he's doing he's doing his part what he can do you know being a thousand miles away but so he would come up um you know once a month and come to see her and then we'd have to spend time together and like this is our new normal so you know the first couple times were really hard there's still a little a little (laughs) a lot of hard feelings there but I was able to kind of push those deep inside and just let it let him be a dad you know push my feelings aside it's not about me anymore and I had you know gotten angry with him it was like one night where I was just so tired and you know sent this big hateful text like oh why do I have to do this alone and you know I thought about it after and I reached out again and I said, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying all of those things. Like, this isn't about us anymore. This is this is about the kids and I'm never going to do that to you again. And I haven't. So that was like, that was like my first, my first big step. Um, working on handling my own emotions and that was huge for me I didn't really realize it at the time but like after I after I did that and I was able to like move past it and forgive myself and apologize to him as well but after I was able to do that I, I noticed that like I started to feel a little bit lighter you know instead of texting back and and being being spiteful or being um you know oh you're missing this you know like all the things that you think in your head because you're so angry like you just you can't help it you you can't help it when you're going through that kind of pain and once I did that everything started to get a little easier um you know sending photos when he would come up it would just get easier and easier every time it wouldn't completely throw me into like a spiral of emotion anymore like and I felt I was working up towards forgiving forgiving him and that was (laughs) that was huge because when you forgive you don't change the past, but you can change the future. So remember that when you forgive, you heal. And when you let go, you grow. So once I started to let go of all that anger, all that hatred, all that, you know, all the unanswered questions, you know, the why me? Why is this happening to me? Once I started thinking thinking of it as, why is this happening for me? You know, I, I listened to 
to podcasts, I read books, I, I'm doing the work. <laughs> and once I started to get into that mindset of like, why is this happening for me? You know, then that's when things started like snow, like good things started to like snowball, you know, getting Dakota into an amazing daycare, um, work, I completely control my own schedule, like all of these, all of these really positive things were happening in my life and I was not paying attention to them. And once I started paying attention to all of the good things, I felt myself really starting to grow and change. And I, I didn't actually tell him like sit down and tell him, you know, like, I forgive you. But in my heart, I felt it like I, I feel it like I feel that forgiveness because I released something that was going to kill me. I was it was so deep. <laughs> I didn't think that it was ever going to go away. Um, I didn't think that I could ever get past that feeling. Like it when I was in the middle of it, like it felt like my heart was pulled uh, so tightly on both sides, it would snap apart at any moment. And then, you know, that reminded me that there's still a heart there. Like I'm still alive. My heart isn't broken because if my heart was broken, I would be dead. And I'm not. I'm alive. I'm very much alive. I have healthy, happy babies. I have a home that I love. I have a job that I love. I have my family closer to me. I have my friends close to me. There's so much to live for. And forgiveness was a huge, huge step for me to take if I was ever going to live a beautiful life. And like this, this goes for anybody who, who's holding any hate in their heart you're choosing to hold that. That is your choice. Everybody wakes up every day and they make a choice. And it could be, are you gonna, are you gonna have a donut for breakfast? <laughs> are you gonna have eggs? Are you gonna do something healthy? So you, it's all about the choices in our life. And like I chose to forgive and let go. And I'm not saying that it completely goes away. I. I'm not saying that that is going to fix everything and make everything better. There's still, there's still moments in time where like a pang of that, of that pain like will shoot through me. And now that I'm better with dealing with my emotions, I'm able to kind of take myself back and work through that and think, okay, why did this, why did this trigger me? Why am I upset about this? And what can I do to change it right now? And going on from that, I knew that I had to do something for myself as well. This this story, yes, there was a lot of pain that happened to me, but there was a lot of pain that happened to him as well. I drank. I drank and I drank and I drank and I drank and I chose to drink and I chose not to be present and I chose not to show up as the partner that he needed at that time. 
And when I did that, I wasn't choosing a relationship. So once I started processing through that and looking at his side of things, you know, going going back into when things started getting bad in our relationship, when I started processing thinking about all of the terrible that I had done, like not showing up and not not being the person that I could be because I think I'm a pretty great person. But alcohol dulled my life so much that I pretty much let that bottle consume me. And when it consumed me, it consumed everything around me. So once I started processing all of that, I myself asked him for forgiveness for everything that I had done to hurt us, to hurt him, to hurt Porter, to hurt myself. I'm talking like physically, like I have almost died a few times, maybe more than a few. Like I've woken up with busted chin, busted face, like it was ugly and he had to put up with all of that for years, all because we couldn't communicate. So, I mean, that's another, <laughs> that's another topic we're going to get onto. But I, I asked for forgiveness. You know, I told him, like, I know that I wasn't the best partner and I was selfish. And I told him, like, you know, I probably don't even deserve your forgiveness, but I'm asking for it. And, you know, that was for me. That was, that was, that was for me releasing that from my heart, like, and he, he forgave me. He did. He forgave me. And since then, life has just been a little, a little easier. Um, when, remember that when you forgive, you heal. And when you let go, you grow. That's probably one of my favorite quotes. I think I've already said it like three times, but you, you'll begin to heal when you let go of past hurts, forgive those who have wronged you and learn to forgive yourself for your mistakes. So not only forgiving him, but forgiving myself has completely changed my mindset and I can feel myself like growing and changing every single day. Uh, you know, I'm feeling more motivated. I feel like I'm, I'm a better mom. I'm, you know, they, I was put on antidepressants for a little bit after I had Dakota and I don't need any of that anymore. Like I'm, I'm present now. I'm not just sitting and wallowing in the anger, not holding on to it for dear life because it wasn't doing anything for me. It wasn't changing anything. So Forgiveness will set you free. So if you have something that you're holding on to, and believe me, it's justified. I'm sure it is. I feel like my anger was justified. But it wasn't going to serve me. It wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to brighten my life. You know, so when, when you let that go, and you open your heart back up, to all the beautiful things around you, 
you're doing that for you. And if you can do that, you are strong. You are so strong. And you should be proud of yourself. I am proud of myself. I didn't think I was ever going to live without hate in my heart. And I can honestly say at this point in my life, I have no hate in my heart for anyone or anything. And that feels good. So. Where you can start. Sorry, I'm flipping through my notes here. Where you can start is... Look inside yourself and when you are so tired of feeling bitter and ruined, dig deep and figure out if it's going to help you and if you feel like you are ready to let that person off the hook, do it. Do it because it is going to set you free. Absolutely going to set you free. So I, you know, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm thriving. (laughs) I'm doing something really cool. I'm doing something really different. And I would never be able to do this a year ago. Oh my gosh, you guys, if I did this a year ago, I would probably be sued for defamation. (laughs) It would be so ugly. And I'm, and I'm not that kind of person I'm not I never had hate in my heart in my life I've been hurt I've been through it you know a lot of people have hurt me and I forgive every single one of them because in the end it was not about me it was not about me and it's not about you so let it go so, if you feel like you need to ask for forgiveness, just remember that a real apology requires one, freely admitting your fault in what you've done. Know that nobody made you do that. You made a choice. So, admit it. Accept the responsibility for what you did. Humbly ask for forgiveness. I didn't... I didn't post it out in the stars and... You know, it was just an afternoon where I was... Ready to ask for forgiveness and that's what I did. This isn't me bragging. (laughs) Um, And then change course. Change your behavior. Change what what you were doing before. You know, you can't, when you ask for forgiveness, you can't, you know, bubble up fast and keep bringing it up because you chose to forgive. But it doesn't mean you're going to forget. It's still going to pop up. There's still going to be pain. But you're going to be able to handle those emotions, figure out where it's coming from, And you're going to be okay. So, 
All right, so I just want to thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to my podcast, uh, Sober Single Momming. Please share it with your friends. Share it with anybody that you feel uh, needs to hear this message right now. So thank you so much for everything. I look forward to putting out more episodes for you every Monday. Might sneak some more in. We'll see how I'm feeling because right now I just feel like pouring everything out. So, but thanks so much again.